0: Hello and welcome to another Win Daily Show. I am graced by the power of our founder, Jason Mizrahi. I never get to talk to Jason anymore. I'm always stuck with Sia or Nick. And, and today I'm with Jason. Jason, how are you doing today, man?
1: Chilling, man. Chilling, again. close to get some real sports back. I know everybody's playing this eSports and LOL and CSGO and there's takedowns everywhere. But NBA is coming back, man. So I'm super excited. NBA is my favorite sport to gamble on, play DFS and all that kind of good stuff.
0: So I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready to go too, man. And you say like, uh, you know, these e-sports, like you didn't just win like $850 today yourself. So yeah, no, no, no. I totally see what you're saying. Um, I won't tell Sia or anybody that you said real sports, of course, don't worry. I've got you covered up there, but I'm excited too, man. I'm excited. Uh, let's get some basketball going and, uh, yeah, back to the basket. Let's see what the heck happens. So What, um, let's talk about this a little bit. So obviously we know that it's going to be really wacky. It's going to be really wild. The bubble down in Orlando, there's already people dropping out. There's already people that are testing positive and, you know, we're kind of trying to figure this out as we go along, I guess. So with that, uh, one thing that I really am excited to talk about, especially with you is, is that eighth seed in both the East and the West. Now, when everything came out, we realized the only reason that they're doing what they're doing is to make sure Zion makes it to the playoffs. I think we can all be upfront, and honest, and open about that one. Uh, but the East is going to be pretty interesting too. Now with the Nets, so we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, just a couple of the, the the bets that we have, or some of the some of the futures and some of the odds, we have the Grizzlies at minus one forty four, Pelicans plus three hundred, Blazers plus four hundred, Kings plus eleven, Spurs plus thirteen hundred. Is there any way that you're leaning? Is there anyone that you're looking at in particular uh, when you're, you know, trying to formulate some of these ideas and some of these bets?
1: Yeah, the fan and me really want to see the Pelicans or Blazers get in. We'll talk about the reason why I really want to see that happen. Those are the two bets I think are the safest. The Spurs, if they had Aldridge, you know, they would have a shot there. Nobody's giving the Kings respect, and you know, a couple of players are, are talking some crap already that the Kings have a shot to come in, but. I think it's the Pelicans or Blazers that could make a run at the 8th seed. Those will be the teams that I'm going to bet on. You know, I'll throw 100 bucks on each of them. They're, I think they can overcome the Grizzlies, and as you are going to allude to, the Pelicans got a nice little schedule that they got going on. Jazz, Clips, Grizz, Kings twice, the Wizards possibly without Bradley Beal, the Spurs without Aldridge, the Magic aren't that strong. So the Pelicans can get in. So I like the Pelicans at plus 300 or Blazers plus 400 right now.
0: Yeah, I think it's... uh, Man, I mean, nobody's giving the Grizzlies respect, right? Like, they would have probably ended up with the 8th seed. I mean, I know the Pelicans had the easiest schedule going down the stretch in the normal world that we were all living in about three, three and a half months ago. I know five thirty eight said that they had the best chance to actually make the playoffs, but it's still just one of those things. I mean, no one's giving the Grizzlies respect. I mean, obviously betting odds, but all they have to do, all the Pelicans have to do or the Blazers, they just have to get within four games of the Grizzlies. And then they can have this like weird playoff play in where if the ninth seed wins two games, then they get to go to the playoffs. If the eighth seed just wins one game, they get to go to the playoffs. So it's going to be weird. I I want that to happen just because I think it's important. And as you read off the Pelicans' schedule, I think it's important to also talk about the Grizzlies schedule. They have the Blazers who are fighting for something. The Spurs, who without Aldridge, I agree with you, not much. Then the Pelicans, obviously fighting for something. And then they have legitimate playoff teams, the Jazz, Thunder, Raptors, Celtics, Bucks. So maybe the Celtics Bucks have locked things up. Maybe the Raptors, same thing. But I think the Grizzlies schedule is significantly harder than the Pelicans, and I don't even think it's a question.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to end up a three-way tie. You know, I think there's going to be three teams probably within four games. You know, big shout-out to Popovich. You know, he made some bold statements, you know, standing behind his team and the league and everybody in there. And I think they've made the playoffs like 23, 24 years in a row or some crazy number like that. So it's it's going to have an asterisk. I think they don't get in, but you never know. You can't really count Popovich out. But it really comes down to the Pelicans, the Blazers. And I want to see either one of those two teams make it because – my stance is this, and I'll put it out there to Twitter and everybody on YouTube right now. If the Pelicans or the Blazers make that A-seed, I will be putting money against them taking down the Lakers in the first round. I think the Lakers are a little bit suspect. I don't care about Avery Bradley and them picking up J.R. Smith. It wasn't about that. I just think both these teams match up well against the Lakers. They both have big men you know, that can you know body up, whether it's LeBron or Anthony Davis— with Nurkic coming back on these trailblazers, Whiteside being there, those two guys can pose some trouble for Anthony Davis. And with that, if you shut down Anthony Davis, you know, LeBron's going to do his thing no matter what. He's the greatest athlete in the game right now. He's going to go out there and get 30 points, and he's had this streak that he makes it to the finals pretty much every year. But the Blazers can really put a stop to this. With Lillard out there doing his thing, you know, remember... I don't know how many months ago it is. It feels like forever right now, like six, seven months ago. But he went out there and he had a run of about a week and a half that he was dropping 50 points every single game. And nobody on the Lakers team can really guard him. You know, you got Rondo coming off the bench. LeBron's playing point guard, but he really can't stop Lillard. And then you got McCollum there. You got Whiteside and, you know, Nurkage there down low. If they shut down Anthony Davis, I don't know if the Lakers can score enough. You know, I know picking up JR, they got Deion Waiters, but... I like that matchup. And then for the Pelicans, when Zion came back, look, I'm not on the Zion train that he's going to be the best ever. The torch is going to be passed to Zion, but I think this team has a chip on their shoulder. You know, with Brandon Ingram and Lonzo ball getting kicked out of LA, drew holiday, never really getting the respect that he deserves. He's a, he's a legit elite point guard in the league. And he never really gets that credit. And then you got Zion coming back. They were scoring a bunch of points. They were, rebounding, and just putting up points. And that front line, those top five guys in their lineup, Lonzo, Ingram, and Zion and Drew Holiday, and then he got favors, their their depth is terrible. They really don't have much off the bench. But that starting five, which should be well-rested, gets in. They can do damage, man. They really could do damage. They played some really good teams late in the season, real tough. I think they sent the Lakers to OT or was the Clippers to mm-hmm. OT in one of the last games. So they can do it, man. So I'm willing. Anybody who's listening on YouTube or listening on Twitch or Twitter, if these two teams get in, look, if the Grizzlies come in, it's going to be Cupcake City. The Lakers going to walk through them. But if the Lakers face the Blazers or the Pelicans, I will be putting up money. Anybody who wants to throw up some money, you know, just send a tweet at us. Win Daily Sports, and I'll take some bets,
0: man. I love it. I love it. I'll um. I'll take that bet. I mean, I'll I'll bet you. That's fine. We can bet dinner. Is that's, that's easy. Give me. I mean, I am on the Zion train, as I was saying before, man. But give me LeBron each and every day. I mean, what on the Win Daily Show on Sirius XM seven to nine Saturdays and Sundays, we have Brandon. Um, we have Brandon Steiner. We have David Meltzer. We have Leonard Armato. and all of them so far, I've told you that you're wrong and you're crazy, and LeBron is going to walk through, and he's probably going to sweep. So it sounds like either you're going to win a lot of money or you're paying out a lot of dinners uh, when we're all allowed to go back out to dinner in New York city. So I'm excited for it, man. And I I mean, it's, it's fun. I want the Pelicans to win only because yes, I think that's just going to be fun TV right there. I don't think the Pelicans are going to win. I think the Lakers, as I said, are going to walk through it. But one last thing I did want to mention uh, talking about the blazers again, I didn't have their schedule before they have the Grizzlies, the Celtics, the Rockets, the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Sixers, the Mavs, and the Nets. So. They have a very brutal schedule as well. I mean, you're talking, I I know all these teams are playoff teams, but these are all solidified outside of the Grizzlies and the Nets, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So it's going to be interesting to see who actually makes it to that eighth seed in the West. Um, It should be fun though, man. It should be a lot of fun. I'm just excited for basketball to come back at this point. I couldn't care less anymore. Just give me something. I I love golf. I I really do, but give me (laughs) (laughs) the man. Yeah, I can't. Well, I can, but. I don't know, man, give me some basketball, especially Christmas day basketball, like from 12 to like nine o'clock at night. It's going to be amazing, dude. Yeah.
1: yeah I'm, I'm ready to kick it off, man. And you know, from a DFS perspective, the strategy is going to come back into play. I'm interested to see what DraftKings and Fandu do, do, does for these slates, you know, when they come out and the schedule actually comes out because it's tough to build a, an NBA situation lineup when COVID's mm-hmm. out. We really don't know who's going to be out there. What's going to go on, how this testing is going to go on. So say if somebody gets tested, uh, before the 9 o'clock game or 10 o'clock game, there's no late swap on FanDuel or if DraftKings decides to do things differently. You know, it's going to be tough getting these guys in and out of your lineups, and you, you might be locked out already. So it's going to be interesting, but DraftKings already put out there a million-dollar-to-first-place NBA tournament, which they've never done in the past. Unless you qualified for a live finals, there was never a shot at a million dollars for basketball. We've had it for golf. we had it for NFL Never had it for basketball, and I don't think we ever had it for baseball either, unless it was a live final again. So DraftKings is really stepping up. So kudos to them. Um, really coming back strong. They're rocking million makers for golf every week. They're they're up in the price tag on LOL. They had as a hundred thousand dollars the first place tournament um, this morning. So DraftKings is ready to go, man, and and they're smart. You know, everybody's itching to get back and play some real. NBA and MLB is right around the corner as well. So there's going to be some crazy contests. It's going to be a lot of action. Everybody's been, you know, whether they're collecting unemployment checks and they're going to throw it in some daily fantasy or they're back at work. People haven't spent money in a long time. Like, look, everybody's made less money, but I haven't gone anywhere in like six months. I don't even fill up gas in my car. So I'm not really driving too many places. I'm not going out to eat. So I got some money to put up. And, you know, it's going to be interesting, man, with with these DraftKings tournaments and FanDuel tournaments. There's going to be a lot of action. A lot of people are going to be really happy going into uh, this NBA season, man.
0: It should be fun. Yeah, when they put that up, I think two days ago, uh, we we did see the internet go blaze a little bit for a second and just kind of everyone was in awe. And then you immediately you start seeing lineups just reserved and reserved and reserved. So it's going to be fun in. to see, you know. Yeah, you got you to gotta get in because we don't know how long this is going to last, honestly. But it should be fun. So let's hop over to the East for a second. So this was not an interesting conversation about I don't know Monday, maybe Sunday. It was okay. Why the heck are the Wizards there? It's a waste of a, it's a waste of a spot. It doesn't make any sense. It's just extra people. It makes you know the potential to get sick worse. And then the news started coming out, and more and more Nets players started dropping off. I mean, we had Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, he tested positive, so he might not go. Uh, DeAndre Jordan tested positive. He might not go. We already know Kyrie and Kevin Durant aren't going to be there, and they're just continuing to fall off, fall off, fall off. And you're starting to look at their their roster, and you're saying. This is not a playoff team. And again, as we were saying before with the West, all you have to do is be within four games of the eighth place team. And you at least find that, um, that playoff play in game. So the wizards right now are six games behind the net. So all I have to do is go plus two and with their schedules, it looks like it's going to be a possibility. And I think it's definitely um, it, it's fun to see. And it's, I'm very interested to see how it happens, but currently we're looking at some of the odds right now and the nets are still favored to make the playoffs at minus 1150. Uh, No, not to make the playoffs, plus 700. The Magic are pretty much stuck in. It looks like they're minus 10,000 at this point, but the Wizards, to make the playoffs, is plus 750. Jason, do you think that there's any shot for the Wizards to make it? I know we had some news with potentially Bradley Beal. He hasn't come out and said he's not going to be there yet, but assuming he's going to be there, let's go with that. I think that's a more fun scenario. Do you think the, the Wizards have a shot? Yeah, Beal's
1: a beast, man. He was lighting it up. And John Wall, there were some rumors he might try to come back to. But I don't know. I think they're too far back. As bad as the Nets are looking right now, they were kind of deep, too. And they play well together. They're in. The Magic are in. The Magic have some talent with Vucevic. So I think it's just the Magic. I think it's pretty chalk on the eastern side of things. I don't think the Wizards are that good of a team, even with Bradley Beal. Look, if Wall said he was coming back and he's healthy and Beal was healthy and And they were a little bit closer. You know, if they had to find a way within four games, I think there's a shot there. But I don't think it's worth your money to put it up there, man. So I'm staying away from that.
0: Yeah, it it makes sense. It's just, it's fun to think about, right? Again, we haven't had anything real fun in in a while. And I just think, I, I think they can force that playoff play in. But again, they'd have to plus two games and then they'd have to win both those games and it's going to be really difficult as you said to win four more games than the Nets do in in a, in a 10 game stretch it usually doesn't happen unless you know us Mets fans we remember i think it was uh up 7 games with 17 to play or something like that back in 08 07 06 whatever it was but this is a basketball show tonight we don't have to talk about our depression with anybody else out there so with that um you know so those are the 8th seeds and that's the, that's the fun part i think there's some some betting money there we can look at that a little bit let's check out some of these futures On DraftKings, we're looking at our friends over at DraftKings for the future bets to win the championship. Just some of the ones, obviously, those those top tier of teams. We have the Lakers at plus 240, Bucks plus uh, 250, Clippers at plus 333. I know you're considering betting against the Lakers in the first round, but outside of that, which of these top three teams are you really looking at? I mean, the value is not great, but there's still some money to be made.
1: Yeah, I've been saying it all year. I've been saying for the past five, six months, the Clippers are the best team in the NBA. I think they're they're too deep. Even if, you know, Kawhi's having a bad day, on that front line, you got Paul George, who can step up and drop 25 points pretty easily. Then their bench, man. Montrez Harrell is kind of still slept on. The guy in like 20 minutes to go out there and get you 20 points, 10 rebounds, four blocks, get a couple steals, high energy. And then you got Lou Williams, you know, perennial six man of the year, if anybody's cold, they're down ten. That second unit with Montrez and Luke Williams, kind of leading the force there, can go out there and get you points and get you buckets. And then you got Reggie Jackson. You know that free agent move to pick up Reggie Jackson, I think, is really big for the Clippers. Now they have a now they have two point guards that are better than any point guard that the Lakers have. And Patrick Beverly, man, just that dude. He's he's an animal. He's tenacity. He's like Westbrook on offense, but, you know, his form of offense is just defense and getting in your head. So mm-hmm. I like the Clippers a lot. I think it's really funny. I brought it up on, on series the other day. The fact that the Clippers and the Lakers are staying at the same hotel, I'll share this story again. Whoever wins game one is going to go back to the hotel and see each other. So Kawhi will see LeBron. They probably won't talk. But you get a guy like Morris or you get a guy like Patrick Beverly, Who else know? who knows who else is going to be in there it's going to be some trash talking back. You know, you don't want to see the team that just beat you in front of, you know, all of the world and they have to go back to the hotel room and, and bump into them. It's not going to be a fun it's not going to be a good scene for the losers. A lot of trash talking. I hope they get everything, you know, clipped up and get videos of it whether it's on a cell phone. Some media can get this documentary footage. It's going to be huge. It's going to be once in a lifetime. Hopefully once in a lifetime that we're dealing with something like this where these teams are kind of back in a college dorm room type of situation. So I'm excited to see that. And I think it's going to be some funny little scrapping situations where, you know, hopefully no punches are thrown, but a lot of trash talking, maybe some pushing in the elevator or maybe just pressing the button. So like when LeBron goes up to his suite, he has to stop like every single level on the way up. But I think some funny things going to happen. So I hope they get that footage. Yeah. But for a clear bet from the Western conference, I think the Clippers are the best team out there. I think they take it down. And the one bet, if you want, like more of a long shot bet, I think the Celtics. Oh, we'll here, I think we'll the Celtics will come out of the
0: East, man. We'll get there. We'll get there. We have a couple more things to talk about still. And no, I, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I was really excited for Lakers Clippers Western Conference Finals. I mean, I still hope that turns out to be the case. Would have been pretty cool in Staples Center. All those dudes literally just driving to the same place every single day would have been kind of fun. Uh, but I think this is a little more interesting, right? If Pat Beverly is is a couple floors below LeBron and then he does click all those <laughs> buttons on the way up. So he has to maybe take the stairs, get there a little bit faster. I think that would be kind of fun. And, um, so yeah, moving down to that next tier of teams, I think that are really interesting. So we have the Rockets at plus 1200 Celtics plus 2000 Raptors at 2200 Nuggets at 25 Sixers at 28 and the heat at plus 3000. So you already said that the Celtics and I agree with you, I actually think the West doesn't really have that much value. And outside of the Bucks, I mean, there's really no point in taking the Bucs at plus 250. You're not going to win that much money anyway. I do agree with you. I think the Celtics at plus 2,000 is one of the better bets. But I guess tell us why you're leaning Celtics there. I think they're a really young team. And I think, you know, in regards to
1: this type of event happening and all these guys going to Disney World and they have to hang out with each other, they're away from their families, for whatever reason, I don't know, it's just my gut feel. I think the Celtics are a bunch of guys that are young and they'll get along with each other. Like going on vacation with 15 people, there's always going to be a couple knuckleheads they don't want to be hanging out with. They're on the trip. They're kind of annoying. I don't think you get that with the Celtics. You're going to get that possibly with the 76ers, a couple other teams that maybe aren't that tight. Definitely the Jazz after everything happened with Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell. But I think the Celtics are a young team. They're deep. They have one of the best coaches. So if you're going to put some money up on one of these underdogs, the Celtics are the team at plus 2,000, I think make a lot of sense. And if you want to pick a team out of the West side, uh, I think the Denver Nuggets with Jokic looking slim. I know he had COVID, but I'm assuming he's recovered by now. That team is deep as well. You know, So it's tough getting through the Lakers and the Clippers, but if you want one on the West Conference, I like the Nuggets. On the East Conference, I like the Celtics. If you want to go really, really deep, the deepest I would go, would be the Miami Heat. I think they have, they brought in players like Iguodala, um to stop Giannis. And they're mm-hmm. deep. They have the defensive mind. They have a good coach. They have, you know, a couple point guards to go out there. The team with Bam and what they got going out there with Jimmy Butler, they have a team that matches up well against these Bucks. So I think they're the team that could, if you want to go deeper, that's a team that's the deepest I would go at plus 3,000 with the Heat and the 76ers. Man, I can't get a read on this team, man. Their home away splits are, are crazy. It's something I've never seen before in my entire life to go 29 and 2 at home, which is like even the most dominant teams. Even the Bucs are 28 and 3, the Lakers are 23 and 8, the Clippers 25 and 7. 29 and 2 at home, but then 10 and 24 in a road, which is worse than the Knicks, worse mm-hmm. than a lot of teams out there. I don't know how that plays in the Disney world. You know, the 76ers play this like a home game because they're not leaving. They're just basically walking out of their their hotel room and walking to the stadium. Is that considered a home game? I don't know. I don't know how they play, but they got talent and Embiid out of the East. Nobody can body this dude up. You know, nobody on the Pacers, the Heat, the Celtics, you know, the Raptors, Bucks. They don't really have a great defensive mind and center that can stop Joel Embiid, and he's just too big, he's too athletic, he's too talented, so Embiid can carry a team through the playoffs. If Ben Simmons can, you know, he's also a, a matchup nightmare as well. He's too big of a point guard. He can get to the rim. If his shoot. If he worked on his shot and they worked on their their chemistry and their relationships on that team, this 76er team, wouldn't. it wouldn't surprise me if they came out of the East or it wouldn't surprise me if they fall in the first round. You know, and they fall in the sixth seed and they gotta face the Celtics in the first round. They go down one-o or two-o. They're not coming back, man. They're gonna treat it like a road game. So that's what scares me. Like I'd almost wanna slide to the seventh seed if I'm the 76ers somehow. So I get to see the Raptors instead of the Celtics. I think the Raptors just don't have enough this year, man.
0: Yeah, I think so. So a couple couple things you said there that I want to comment on. One, I completely agree with you about the Sixers. I mean, at plus 2800, this is probably the most boomer bust you're going to find in in these futures. Like either you're right. Like, I would not be surprised if they made it out of the East. And I would not be surprised if they lose three to one in the first round, depending on who they're playing. Like it is the weirdest, weirdest collection of people. I don't know what they've really been doing. Apparently, I think I got a notification today or yesterday that Joel Embiid has been working out harder than anyone has ever seen on planet Earth before. So we'll see what that means. But like, I mean, they should have probably beat the Raptors last year. Jimmy Butler was an absolute animal and everybody else on that team let him down. So the other thing that you were saying with that is, you know, I want to hear people mic'd up and I know I've said it on the Sirius show again, seven to nine Saturdays and Sundays, Sirius Sirius XM 21087. But I want to see... The Jimmy Butler 76ers go at it. Fourth seed, fifth seed. Give me a seven game series. Just mic up Jimmy Butler. And I just want to see him tear his old teammates to shreds because we know that would be fantastic. Just mic him up. I don't even need to hear what anyone else says back in return because I feel like it's not going to be worth my ears. Just let me listen to Jimmy Butler. Just tear these dudes apart. So I think it would be absolutely fantastic. So cross your fingers there for me, guys. Please give me Jimmy Butler in the 76ers just give me game seven and give me some mic'd up dudes. I think that would be just too fantastic. So moving on to, uh, yeah. Oh, wait, no last one. Pelicans plus, uh, plus 12,500. Anything on you,
1: Jay, you, uh, nah, I'll, I'll, first let's get them into the playoffs. Then let me just take him in the first round. I think the odds will be high enough in this first round where it's good money, man. There. Going against the Lakers in the first round, if it's the Pelicans or the Blazers, I would have to assume you're getting plus 600, you know, at least on that that first round matchup. If not more, it might be 800. Um, So I'd rather just take them in the first round. And if they get out of the first round, they are dangerous. They are definitely dangerous. But I like the Clippers too much. I don't think any team can go out there, you know, maybe the Nuggets because they have – a very deep team, and it can last, you know, throughout the entire playoffs. Um, but no other team's going to be able to go through the Lakers and the Clippers. So I don't think it's a good bet.
0: All right, all right. I don't know. There was a serious show that you and I did that maybe you you had the Pelicans. We, we won't we won't bring that up though. That's fine. That's Listen, fine.
1: I, I listen to throw like fifty bucks or hundred bucks. It's not crazy to take the Pelicans Blazers, but I'd rather I'd rather take it at a little bit less odds once they get into the playoffs, mm-hmm. once they make that eighth seed, then it might make more sense. But now there's too much. like They have to make up games, and they might lose to the Blazers. They might not get in because of the Grizzlies. But to my point, what's kind of funny, the Grizzlies are favorites to get in. They're plus 25,000, and the Pelicans are only plus plus twelve five. So, yeah. you know, the, the Vegas thinks the Pelicans are the better team here. The Blazers are the better team here. And that's why everybody wants to see them in an eighth, the eighth seed going against the Lakers. Yeah. Everybody
0: but LeBron and the Lakers, of course. Of course, especially after they listen to this show and uh, realize realize how much you're touting the Pelicans. I think that's pretty important. And yeah, it's it's interesting. I did see that. That's why I wrote that down in the notes. I thought that was pretty pretty. Yeah, I mean that's telling. And let's be honest, the NBA is is trying to do their best to rig this so that Zion and the Pelicans make it in there. Man, we can all just be open and honest. And I'm all for it. No offense, John Morant, but man, give me Zion in a seven or a six game series with the Lakers and LeBron. Dude, that's like a passing the torch kind of. That, that's, come on, that is iconic. That's poetic. It's absolutely fantastic. So I do, I do love it a lot. So moving on, uh, last thing that we're going to talk about tonight, there are already game one lines. We have the Jazz Pelicans at minus, uh, Pelicans at minus one and a half against the Jazz. I mean, you're about the Pelicans. You think they're going to make the playoffs. I have to assume you're going to take the Pels there.
1: Yeah, I like the Pelicans there, man. They're, every game to them is do or die. So they're going to come out, out the gates trying to win, making sure they win, minus one and a half. The Jazz, you know, look, Gobert kind of ended the NBA. It was going to end anyways. It's not all his fault. But, you know, what he did to Donovan Mitchell by shaking his head, touching all those mics, Donovan wasn't too happy about that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and they, they lost, you know, a couple of players on their roster. Bogdanovich is not going to be playing too. So the Jazz team, they're on decline. You know, going down, you know, certain teams going down there, no, they have no shot. I think the Jazz are one of those teams that don't think they have a shot. And who knows, you know, if Donovan Mitchell doesn't think he has a shot, said, like, listen, man, I don't want to go down there. There's a chance guys pull out. You know, I don't think anybody on the Pelicans is going to pull out because they really think they have a shot to make a little run here. A team like the Jazz, who has his turmoil, don't be surprised if one of these guys back out because a lot of these players are backing out. So getting the Pelicans right now at minus one and a half, I think it's a good play.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think that line's actually going to move more in the favor of the Pelicans. So if you sure. it now, uh, I think you know you're going to get get some better odds. Uh, the one thing the NBA did that I'm really really grateful for that first night, I think it's July 30th. They we do have Lakers Clippers at nine o'clock that night, East Coast time. We have uh, the Clippers favored by a point over the Lakers. Are you you putting money on this game, or are you just sitting back drinking that beer? You have that first game as the appetizer, and now we're just going to sit down, and we're just going to enjoy the two best teams in the NBA fighting each other. What do you feel about that game?
1: Yeah, you just watch this game. You play some DFS. You play this showdown matchup, which I thought was really funny, just a a telling tale to Anthony Davis' career. You know, FanDuel and DraftKings, you know you can make lineups for this game already. And Anthony Davis is a game time decision, you know, based upon the fact that the guy is so frail, probably one of the most talented guys in the NBA, but he's always injured. And after even three months off, five months off, however long it's been, he's coming in as game time decision, which obviously is not the case. But it's still funny to see that by his name when you have to select it. So, yeah, I'm just staying away. I'm not betting it if something happens here. And we got to test this out because, look, the Lakers really don't have anything to play for. There's an outside chance if they lose every game and the Clippers win every game Mm -hmm. that they lose the one seed, but I can't see them losing the one seed here. So you might have LeBron not playing, or you might have Anthony Davis not playing or playing a half game. This game for the Lakers is kind of meaningless. Same thing with the Bucs. They're up six and a half games on the Raptors. You know, It's really going to be tough, at least for me, I think. I don't know if the Bucs and the Lakers are going to play their players full thirty five minutes. You know, maybe maybe they do because the playoffs are right around the corner and they they need to work. Or maybe they just give them 15, 20 minutes, start the first half, start the second half, and then, you know, rest up the entire fourth quarter. So from a DFS perspective, they're a wild card. These are the two teams that, you know, for the most part have nothing to play for other than building rapport and getting back on the court and getting your legs back and getting your shot back.
0: One thing I'll say to that is I, I agree with you um moving forward. But I think this first night specifically, I I think they're going to try and put on a show. I think the Lakers specifically, LeBron and the Lakers, I think they're going to try and put on the show. The Clippers, they're too much of robots. Kawhi does not care about anything at all other (laughs) than will I win the NBA championship, which of course I think everybody does. But I think there's going to be a little bit of a show put on by LeBron and AD. I do think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I'm going to stay up and watch the whole thing because... I mean, how can I not, right? Like see, Yeah, I mean, we're
1: gonna be watching it. All of America's gonna be far, watching yeah. it, but don't be don't be disappointing and don't be shocked if Kawhi's not playing. Or oh, don't be no. shocked if LeBron, like I said, he starts the first half. He plays a full allot, allotment of minutes in the first half, and in the second half he starts the third quarter, and then they're up twenty five. You're playing against second teamers. Yeah. Why why go out there and, and potentially team. risk, especially with a guy like Anthony Davis? You don't want him out he there when they're up did. twenty.
0: Who no. already is a game time decision after yeah. four months off. I do like that. Uh, a couple of the games on the slate, these first few set of games. So we have the magic minus four over the nets. We kind of went over it before the nets are not going to have most of their team. So I wouldn't be surprised if that moves a little bit further into the favor of the magic, but how do you feel about that game off, off the top?
1: Yeah, not a sexy game to play, man. You know, maybe, you know, I don't know. I'm staying away, playing it for DFS purposes. They they got to win games. You know, both these teams gotta win games. You know, they don't want to finish in the eighth seed, so they're all gonna be playing this game hard. It should be a, a close game. I don't really have a, a a lock here, so it's more of a stay away spot. I gotta
0: see these rosters, so it's until I see rosters, I don't advise anybody putting money on this game yet. And that makes sense. I would say from a DFS perspective, if half the Nets team is not there, as you said, they're a pretty deep team. But even then, like their their depth is going to play a significant amount of minutes. So that's definitely going to be a team I'm going to be looking at when creating some of those lineups, knowing they're going to be playing a lot of minutes. And this game is definitely one that I'm going to be paying attention to, especially on the magic side, knowing that they're going against second stringers, essentially. Yeah, it might be Jared Allen season if uh, DeAndre Jordan's not going down there. Nothing wrong with that, man. He's uh, he's made a couple uh winn family members some money, which is pretty great. So we also, uh, another, uh, another, this one's very important. We have the Grizzlies and the Blazers. Blazers minus one over the Grizzlies. How do you feel about this game, knowing, again, they're very much in play for everything over there in the East Seed?
1: Yeah, you hammer the Blazers here. The Blazers is probably one of the best bets up. You know, minus one, you get everybody back for the Blazers, minus Ariza, Um, definitely hammering the Blazers here. That's definitely one of the best bets that I see on the slate.
0: Love it, love it, love it. A couple more. Uh, Suns minus four over the Wizards. How do you feel about that one? I would I would lean the Suns right now. You got Booker, you got Aiton,
1: you got a team that was playing better. They're young. They want to show up. And I feel like Booker would be a guy that, you know, this is a game from a DFS perspective that you star and you get a game stack in. You figure out who's playing, who's not playing, get the reports. The Wizards are out without a couple players. You know, Bertans is already out. Beal might be out. If that happens, these are the two teams that play at probably the highest pace in the league on both sides. So this over under is going to be crazy once it once it locks up. I don't know if it's up yet, but now the lines aren't up yet for the over under. But this game is going to be a very high pace game. This is a game that you want to stack your teams on. You want Devin Booker for sure. He's probably going to be the highest owned player of the slate. Maybe Luca or or Harden or Westbrook as well, but. Lock me up some Devin Booker, some Aiton. And once I see this Wizards lineup, depending on Beal, I like the Suns, though. And you lock it now with the intention of, I like it even if Beal plays. Mm -hmm. But if Beal doesn't play, this line's going to move up to like six or seven for sure. Mm -hmm.
0: Yep, yep. I totally agree. So take it now. Uh, This is where we can find the value before we really know all the information, but can kind of assume where some of these things are going. Uh, A couple more games. We have Celtics, Bucks, Bucks minus five and a half. Uh, this one doesn't seem like a fun game to play. I, I don't know, man. How do you feel about it? Staying away, man.
1: Definitely staying away. This is a game you want to watch. This will be the most interesting game to watch on the second day of the NBA mm-hmm. once we get there. You know, I like the Rockets, Mavs games to watch as well. But you know, Grizzlies, Blazers, good game. Um, but this will be the game that might be the Eastern Conference Finals if it all plays out the way it yep. should play out. This is what is going to be a preview. They kind of did it for both sides. It looked like the Clippers, Lakers, and then the Bucks, Celtics. Not really giving the Raptors much credit. So you know, I, I just want to watch this game. And then from this is where you're going to be scouting for the most part. You're going to be scouting the the following DFS slate. Is Giannis playing a full allotment of minutes? How the Bucks playing? You know how the Celtics playing? You know because they they're pretty much it looks like. You know, they have the upper hand to stay in that third seed. Then maybe they can catch the two seed Mm -hmm. um, and catch the Raptors. So we got to see. There's eight games. They're down three games for the Raptors. They'd have to win almost every game. And the Raptors have to lose or go 500. So it's tough to move up. And, you know, we have to see how these coaches coach because it's it's an unknown. Nobody knows what the real situation is going down there. And things can change from now until
0: the end of this month, man. It's going to be fun, though, and as we've been saying, we're going to watch all of them. Uh, Kings minus three over the Spurs. Spurs without Aldridge. The Kings just not very good. Does that do anything for you?
1: Um, You know, I, I probably lean the Kings here, but it's more of a stay-away spot. One thing that popped in my head, man, I wonder what the over-under. I know a lot of people are facing tough times right now with unemployment, but, like, when these games come out, like, there's going to be a lot of people calling in sick. Like, I listen, it would be a good time to say, you know, I'm not feeling so well. I'm going to quarantine for the next two weeks. I think I might have something and just watch this first couple rounds of the playoff, especially because it's going to be a lot of daytime basketball. I, I like to know the over-under uh, over under of how many people actually call in sick to work during these first couple weeks of the NBA. I,
0: I mean, I hope a couple people. We're, we're here to have some <laughs> fun too, so I hope it's a couple people. And uh, last game for that second night, so just going over these first two nights, Rockets minus one and a half over the Mavericks. Uh, Rockets don't have a center. Mavericks have Christoph Porzingis. I mean, I think he's technically a power forward, but he's significantly taller than everyone else on the Rockets, especially Russell Westbrook. I mean, how do you how do you feel about that game? Is that a game you're going to put some money on?
1: Um, a game I'm going to probably stack up. You know, definitely going to look at it from a DFS perspective. Luca was going out there and putting up some crazy, crazy games, like dropping 50 in a matter of like mm-hmm. 25 minutes certain nights. So from a DFS perspective, Luca versus Westbrook going to be an interesting battle there. Harden, shockingly to me, man, I thought he's going to be one of the lazy guys, sitting on the couch, gaining weight. This dude was running up mountains. He looks like he's in the best shape of his life. So Harden's going to come out there, try to prove something. And same thing with Westbrook, man. This guy is, he's got the motor of, I don't know, man. i never seen anybody run at the pace that, that Westbrook runs on every single play. So these Rockets could surprise people, man. We haven't really talked about them much. But from a DFS perspective, I'm definitely gonna get shares of Harden and Westbrook and Luca in this game. And Porzingis, he's kind of the 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 wild card here, where he could put up some big games in matches like this, where you know Houston don't really have a center, no one really can match up with him.
0: It's it's going to be interesting and we've spoken about it on Sirius C, uh, C and I have spoken on, it on about on the Win Daily show podcast the live stream we do Tuesdays and Thursdays that then turns into a podcast uh, kind of like Cinderella's pumpkin at the end of the night kind of thing and it's um we spoke about it a little bit I mean this is there can be zero excuse for James Harden now right it's always he's too tired when it comes to the playoffs and he loses his leg so they miss 27 3s in a row as a team that is you can't use that excuse anymore now maybe there's other things maybe this no center Doesn't really work out for the Rockets the way Daryl Morey thought it would, or Mike D'Antoni thought it would. But I do think that this is going to be a lot of fun because it is, it is straight shooting. It's just, it's James Harden. It's Russell Wellsbrook. You guys should be better than like 95% of the players on the court. So go do your thing. And you know, we'll see what happens, man. It's going to be fun. And that's another reason why I think the Rockets at plus 1200. I think I said before, I don't know. It's interesting. I don't think it's going to happen, but it's always interesting. We're always looking for some value, but it should be fun man. And this is uh, this is something we plan on doing weekly moving forward until NBA comes back, which is then something that we're going to be doing probably damn near every day, especially with those daytime games and those mid-afternoon games. And maybe I'll be calling out sick soon so I can watch some of these things together. But Jason, I appreciate you tonight, man. Where can everyone find you on Twitter? Uh, Wind Daily
1: Sports or, you know, you can just find me, Jason Mizrahi. But hit us up at Wind Daily Sports if these – once these lines come out, man, and the Blazers or the Pelicans find that eight seed, hit me up, man. I want to take some bets. I live in New York. I'm going to go drive the jersey. I'm definitely going to lock in the bet 100%. Or maybe I can send you uh, sending some money. You can go lock in the bet for me. But, yeah, I think it's a good bet. But if anybody wants some fun bets, want to bet some dinners, some, uh, some door dashes on each other, I- I'm down, man. I'll have some friendly bets. But I need odds, man. I'm not taking straight bets. Lakers versus Pelicans or Lakers versus Blazers but give me odds give me fair odds and we'll make this make some things happen
0: how about you can come over to new jersey you'll just buy me the dinner that i was going to win and that way you don't have the 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 humility of having to come do it afterwards but appreciate you tonight man thank you so much look forward to everybody make sure to follow us as jason said at Wind daily sports make sure to check out the website windalysports.com everything there is free hop into the discord chat i know nba is not going on now but it will be but we're winning money in lol csgo epl uh, KBO, where else were we winning money? We're winning money. Everywhere. NASCAR, U-
1: NASCAR, PGA, PGA? UFC. Oh my goodness. And, good. and when NBA and MLB pop up, that's like, that's my wheelhouse. That's mm-hmm. a lot of our team's wheelhouse. I've won a bunch of money. Our guys wanted to want a bunch of money. So like Michael said, WinDailySports sports.com totally free, all the articles are up there. Our podcasts are free We're we're talking to some, you know, entrepreneurs as well. So it's not just, you know, daily fantasy baseball or basketball, you can learn some stuff. Hop into Discord. We're in there. Now, once we're done with this podcast, we're going to be grinding some Millie Maker PGA lineups, and then that's going to roll into some NASCAR and some KBO and LOL. It's just nonstop, man. Like When this thing first happened, I was like, what are we going to do with all the time? And now we're I'm betting and gambling more than ever on every single slate, and it's happening while I'm sleeping, which is really insane. So it's fun times, man. We're making the best of it, staying positive.
0: But check us out, winddailysports.com. And, you know, Michael, anytime, man, I'm here for you. Appreciate you, brother. Yes, you can find me at Michael MichaelRazil1 on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, thanks, everybody. Hope you make it a very profitable night.